You're listening to the Retro Guardians. Okay, now what? Buckle up. you ever bought or rented a videotape that wasn't quite right? <laughs> Groovy. Little Hand says it's time to rock and roll. Bring the noise. Hasta la vista, baby. Retro Guardians. Hi, welcome to this week's Retro Guardians. I'm Ben. I'm Jay. And we're doing this podcast recording a little bit differently. We are in an underground car park, sitting in the car, after just having walked out of uh, successfully watching the latest Super Mario Brothers movie. Which we have to go on the record and say we did enjoy, because it does have that retro 1980s vibe to it, like a lot of things of that period, they seem to be getting that right. But it was a good family-friendly movie. A lot of humour, a lot of good animation. Same company that did the Despicable Me movies. And the same vibe, but it worked. And I must say, it was, yeah, designed for kids, but it had a lot of uh, little nostalgic things for us old farts that would be there taking the children to the movies. Yes, and also a good ray of music from that era. Oh, yes, the 80s era. Oh, yeah. Great music. So I thought today, although our mantra in this uh, show is not to talk about modern stuff, I think we can safely touch upon the new Super Mario Brothers movie because it contains throwbacks to retro. But I think we will talk about Super Mario Brothers in general and On a little bit about level that we know of where they come from. So Ben, they started in 1985. No, to most people they did, but to everyone else like you and myself, we actually know we got a little, little, little earlier than that. Actually, the genesis of Mario comes from the original Donkey Kong game in 1981. He originally was called Jumpman, I believe, Joe. Correct, yes. And he was more like a carpenter, like a, mm. more, was a hammer sort of motif. Somewhere between 81 and 85, I don't know, Nintendo was looking to sort of boost their, um, their range again because Donkey Kong at that point was generally just for the arcade. Yeah. And then I think it was, um, if I'm not mistaken... Um, our favourite other little gaming console in that period that would mm. become Atari yep. sort of grabbed the market. And I think Nintendo sort of went, oh, we want something like that. Yes. They wanted a popular, famous little motif, a character for their brand. Or as we would nowadays call it, a mascot. Yep. Which they developed. So uh, I'm going to have a crack at pronouncing this. Shigeru Miyamoto and... Takashi Tezuka were the two artists that came up with the idea, uh, the designers of Mario, um, and, yeah, released as a game Super Mario for the NES in 1985 in Japan. Um, yeah. I don't think it got to the wider regions like Australia and America until the following year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Australia, 87. Yeah, yeah, you go. Because I do know, same thing with the, some of the Sega consoles and games, and two, mm. as it was two, three years before we got them. So yeah. I know it took a little longer. But I do think they, once they realised it could work universally, mm. it could work anywhere. I mean, mm. that's how the appeal of someone like that, or a character or a game, if it appeals not just to one country, but to many, it can appeal to others. Mm. And it was, um, it's often cited as one of the greatest video games of all time, having sold over 58 million copies worldwide. Now, am I wrong in saying the opening theme tune to that game is pretty much immortal? Iconic. And uh, here, here is a refresher of it for those of you that uh, aren't familiar. 
Oh, it was great to hear that little nostalgic trope, isn't it, Jay? Mm. I'm not kidding, folks. I hear that anywhere and I smile. And they, they did actually make really good use of that in the new movie. Yeah. They, they featured heavily. And they used it in different terms of music. It yep. wasn't just the classic one from the game. They used it. It's always it's sort of in yeah. the background somewhere with a character. Yes, yep. And same thing with some of the other uh, sort of uh, character themes as well. There's, they do them really, really well. There's a harken back to several other things, including... I don't know if you ever saw this, Jay. There was a live-action TV show in the late 80s, and then it would go into animation form yeah. with adventures. I think we saw that 1990-91 in there, and it came out in the 87, 88. Mario Brothers movie? No, show. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, a yeah. show. But shortly after that did end, they did another one which was not successful. Not as successful. Yeah, yeah. But um, what happened shortly after that, and Jay will remember this quite well... We were getting up to, I think, the third or fourth game at this point, uh, late, uh, early 90s, Jay, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I and, think so. And early 1993 was a big deal because we got the first live-action version of, of the Super Mario Brothers featuring yeah. Bob Hoskins and, and Jogan Leguizamo. As I loved that movie. I know a lot of people didn't like it. I loved it. And um, Dennis Hopper as Cooper. Now... Bowser is generally the name that's used the most, but he, he is a Koopa. He is, that's his species. That's yeah. why he's also referred to as Koopa. And the Goombas. Goombas and the Sniffets mm. and also the Mini Turtles, which uh, there's a lot of references to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles going after Mario now, which mm -hmm. was funny. Yep. But, um, yeah, the, the live-action version had one problem. There was no script. Oh, really? It was a, it was a duo of directors. It was a, a, a couple, a married couple. I can't figure their names off the top of my head. But according to Dennis Hopper, who played Cooper, uh, he did that film for his youngest son at the time. Right. And he was told he was only going to be there, to, uh, I think, uh, like a four, four to eight-week period. He was there for nearly 15 weeks. Right. So they were making up as they went along. Now, that's mm. a scary way to make a movie like that. Mm. But you also got to keep certain executives happy and also certain gaming executives happy. Mm. So I think you had a lot of that sort of came, came into it. So at the time, I don't think it did well financially at the cinema, but it became a, a cult classic on video. I'm pretty sure I saw that at the cinema. Yeah. At, uh, it was someone's birthday party. Yeah, sounds um, familiar, but I wasn't there. I know that much. Went to Pizza Hut, all you can eat, uh, dine in. And I think that was a big deal back then, folks, for any of those remembering the restaurant side then, of Pizza Hut. And then off we went to the Boulevard Cinema to watch uh, Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, I liked it. Yes, and... Um, I can't help it. Like I said to Jay, there's still a nostalgia trip with me whenever I play any of the, even the earlier games. I'm still happy. I still smile. Some of them are still difficult. Oh, but then, damn right. They're they, they repackaged it, reinvented it for the mid-90s. Yeah, Mario Kart uh, came in late uh, 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, and, and then they had a few other variations uh, for, like, for the next Sega consoles as mm. well. I the Sega six in N sixty four I think was one of them that was late nineties. I remember the version that, that that game. That's the more it got into closer to the animation that we saw in the movie. Oh, the Nintendo sixty four, you mean? Yeah, and uh, the animation did a big upgrade compared to just the two D animation that we were so used to for so long. Similar to what happened with Sonic the Hedgehog in and that period. Mario Kart made an appearance with the Wii Nintendo Wii. Yeah, and Mario Kart in this film is prevalent. It is right through. There's a big mm. chunk of it that is just a salute and a harken back to that. Yeah, that made me smile. That scene. Yes, but um, like I said. Uh, 
in the newest one, we do see Donkey Kong. I love they had that reference. There are little references to those original games with him as well, but you can't have Mario without Donkey Kong. No. End of story. And I think there was, as I mentioned to you, the only thing I was a little bit disappointed in, they had they did do the Donkey Kong and Mario face-off, and I was a little bit disappointed that they didn't quite make that scene look like the original Donkey Kong game with the black background and the... But it you goes know, back to what we were talking about. It's a kids' movie for modern kids. That could have worked. That would have just been a nice touch if they had done that. But now I did hear for the the recent movie, if they got get a sequel, Jack Black does the voice of Bowser, and Jack has asked for Walt. Uh, I think it's Waldo, who's or uh, the, the evil version of uh, Mario to appear. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting villain to have for that one. I mean, that would be a great little touch. All right, Jay. So let's go back a bit. What was your first introduction to Mario? I had an Atari XE console, um, 91, I think I had it, somewhere around there, maybe even, uh, actually probably earlier, anyway. Like 89, 90. Yeah, yeah maybe. Um, and I had a cartridge for it, Mario Brothers. Wow. Um, I've still got Atari XE, and I was playing the original Mario Brothers game on that the other day. Um, not Super Mario, it doesn't um, have Luigi, it's just uh, Mario. Mario. And uh, I remember playing that with a few of my friends at home. And, uh, yeah, that was my first foray into Mario. Just for the record, I wasn't one of those friends at the time. No, you were not. But um, my introduction to him was the early 90s. I had seen the early, uh, the, the very first two games later. But I think it was Mario 3, which I think was, a, was 89. It was here, maybe 1991, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after that, it was for the Super Mario consoles, a Super Nintendo, sorry, that came out in the very early 90s, which became Mario World. And that's the version where he could get the rac- a tail and become a raccoon and all those ones came along. And one of my neighbours had one of those versions and I was able to see that. And even at, uh, if I pay them now, we're talking about the nostalgia trip, it still makes me smile and I still love those characters. But, um, yeah, I think it was that one. It was, the, yeah, the very early 90s consoles because, like I said, the consoles sort of got here in that period, that's where they took off in the very early 90s and then by the late 90s, it became the norm. Yeah, and it was interesting that I had Mario Brothers, the game on an Atari, um, yeah. which was pretty rare because um, I think most of the other games were exclusive to Nintendo platforms only. So I think with the Mario Brothers game, the first one, I think Nintendo were trying to spread their reach and they offered ports to other platforms to try and make some more money. And I think when it started to take off and had some moderate success and then they've gone into Super Mario Brothers, I think they've kept that exclusive on their own hardware. Yeah, there's few games that you can't play on other consoles. You know this to be a fact, and that one's definitely one of them, except for that one little thing. But like I said, I do remember the Donkey Kong being on the Atari. I mean, that's how far back I go with that. Mm -hmm. And it was the wooden version, Jay. That's how long ago that was. Yeah. So, but um, it's still, even with the later games, they still keep some of the motifs of the games. I seen one of the, I think one about 15 years ago, it was had a more of a th- the 3D camera sort of vibe to it, but it's still I know, oh that's from the original, that's from the original. But when they re-released all the um, the mini Nintendos, also like mini Mega Drives oh, yeah. now, they're all, back. they're all back. So I've seen kids playing some of the uh, Super Mario games from the 90s again. Um, one of the I think it was Yoshi's Adventure. Mm which I remember very much so. And I think it was in the Super Mario Brothers world where you could ride him around and actually oh, yeah. do that. So I remember that one really well and positive. And not to mention the um, 
resurgence of Mario merchand- uh, merchandise at Kmart recently. And I think that was even probably a little bit before this movie. So we're talking probably about a year ago it started surfacing. So COVID, I think, because we were all stuck at home, everyone yeah. went back to nostalgia that makes you feel better, and that's what nostalgia is. Yeah. It's a coping mechanism and... Uh, a drug. Very much so, and I think it's my drug of choice, and I think you wouldn't disagree with me on that. Yeah. But I think it came at the right time because you had also what we said about Sonic. Suddenly everyone's showing kids and this and that, so when the film suddenly popped, whether it was just briefly at the cinema when we had happened or even just afterwards, mm-hmm. kids like, I want to see that. I like that character. And the same thing I think is going to happen here with Mario and Luigi. I think for certain kids who do not have access to those games or even the, the earlier games this is going to be their first experience to those characters. So they're like, mm. can I see that or can I... Now, I think a lot of kids definitely would laugh at the the first literation. I really do. And you and I talked about that not too long ago. Mm. But we can't help it. We, we're of that generation that enjoys that. So we're not going to care one way or another. But then you go, do you want to see what the first game was like? Mm. Yes. You know, and you can show... I definitely think... Mario Kart is the one that I think a lot of parents will be showing their kids. I think yeah. that's going to be... Because that one's universal. You can play and that. That's, that's available now on the Nintendo Switch. That's where it's got its popularity currently. Yeah, but you've got a lot of people, what we talked about, that still have those consoles from the late 90s, and you yeah. can still play them. But every kid's got a Switch these days. Yes, I do. I agree with that. But my brother-in-law still has his Super Nintendo, and he still plays those. I've still got mine. I, I actually wouldn't mind trying to find some of these Mario cartridges for it now. Yeah. Also, speaking of cartridges, there's a little nod to cartridges in the new movie mm. that I noticed. I think you did, yeah, too. Yeah, I did. Yep. Tell us about it. Yeah, there, there's a scene when he's going through the, the Mushroom Village, and... It's yeah. like a... Uh, antique shop. Yes, antique shop. And you're like, what's this do? Oh, it's a cartridge, but you have to blow into it. And I just thought every kid of our age group knows what that meant. Yeah, and yet f- we don't know if it actually even did anything to well, help. The funny thing is, if you actually read the instructions on the back of the cartridge, it clearly says on there, do not blow on it. <laughs> because the uh, the moisture in your breath lands on the contacts and creates oxidization. But... We all did it. <laughs> and yet somehow those games actually lasted a lot longer than they expected to. Mine are still working. Yeah, uh, so I actually do have the Donkey Kong Country um, one, but I don't know if that one works. I've that's been having some 90s. trouble getting it going. Yes, well, I was glad they brought Donkey Kong back as well. Mm. And um, yeah, and uh, the other thing about that I've got to quickly mention too is that they really do... Uh, I know there's been a bit of controversy lately because of um, whitewashing roles and all that. Mm. But one of the things I did like is they play up the stereotypes in a fun way, not uh, an insulting way. It's like, why do we even talk like that for for, for the uh, ad and all that? So yeah. they play to why they dress the way they are, why they sound the way they do, all that. They they address that really well. I love it's uh, Seth Rogen doing the voice. Not Seth, yeah, Seth, yeah, Seth yeah, yeah. doing the voice of Donkey Kong, which I really like. It plays into the whole wrestling slash sort of UFC kind of vibe with with that match and all that. I loved all those references. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and also the um, um, I liked the Italian uh, play on the Mario. That was cool. Yeah, that was fun. Mario Luigi. It's a mia, a mamma mia. That they said that a lot. Yeah, that was in the, the in it. And actually, we get a look at their family a bit more, mm. which we hear about them in the games and the cartoons and even the the, the, the ninety three movie. But the, the vibe was right, the feel was right, nostalgia was right, but it is definitely a kid's film, and like I said, it's made by the same group that made um, Despicable, so they definitely know their audience really well, but they definitely didn't insult the old 
fossils like ourselves. No, they kept us happy. And I think, um, so do you think this is a resurgence now of the Super Mario Brothers franchise? Are we going to be seeing more games, more movies? I think it's a catch-22. You can't have a movie without there being an interest in it again. Mm. It doesn't matter. The same thing happened with Sonic when that came out, both movies. There was a big, oh, I want to play the game. I don't care if it's the other game. I want to play one now. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to happen again. We have seen more merchandise. I have no doubt we'll probably see a lot more in the next 18 months. I don't care. I still love it. You do too. So a little bit extra here and there is not going to hurt anyone but um right place right time right feel that's what i feel yeah it would be nice to see some more games i think um sort of keep the franchise going i'm not sure if there's anything in development or not but um nostalgia is my area of specialty not uh upcoming future technology games so yeah keep an eye on those but um no i did really like that uh the 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 twist and the vintage um aspect of it um, did you like the way they portrayed Kong? I think that was really um, a good representation of how he looked in the uh, NES, uh, SNES game, sorry, yes, and the yes. 64 yeah, yeah. The, he, games. He feels more like the 90s Kong, which it still mm. works, so it doesn't matter. But as Jay said, there's, and I said earlier, there is a feel that when he, we get into that sort of Mario Kart vibe, the earlier version when we go into the um the the, the gorillas mm. kingdom that moment when they uh, jump on the thing and it's, it's bling and it's actually plagues aha's take on me which oh, I made love me laugh oh that was great that, so well done and he's done up this monkey yeah. is done up like an 80s pop star yeah yeah so that worked really well um Princess Peach was done really well. She was played a lot more modern. She wasn't played like an airhead. That worked. It was those Frozen vibes of the uh, Disney Frozen movie there. Yeah, but pl- uh, turned on its head at times. Um, I definitely loved the whole... Uh, Bowser's played more like a closet case romantic. Yes. Trying to get snag her, but she's like, as if, for those few 90s people who are listening to us, you'll know what that means. So it definitely has that vibe ring well. It is Jack Black doing the voice of Bowser. They definitely play him for his comedy moments really well. And also his singing. There's a couple of great moments where he actually does it. It's more like sort of like a David Lee Roth slash meatloaf vibe to him with the singing, which was done really well. And his little main henchman, who's one of the ones that we see in the games. I don't know if it's, I think it's Iggy. It's Iggy or Spike. It's one of them that are in the original games. And um, it, he's the sort of... Uh, Lieutenant second in charge for most of it. Um, we get a glimpse of the Sniffets. Sniffets are, I think, when the second game. They're not in a lot, but they, they there's a really great moment where they play up the horror motif, which was in one of the games, in the earlier games. And there's a great thing with the Sniffets. There's a flash of lightning, and suddenly you see the white mask, very re- reminiscent of Jason mm. in the dark sort of thing. And I loved all that. Anyone that's played those games knows the references. Like I said, like Jay said, they, they do the, the Donkey Kong stuff really well as well. So one thing that I wanted to know, um, with obviously the original games, he was a very blocky um, character. Okay, low pixels, computer-generated graphics at the time weren't great, so you obviously had this little blocky guy. Yeah. Um, fast forward to the N64 and the Wii days and the Switch and all that sort of stuff, and you've got this really cool 3D-looking Mario which is obviously the Mario which was represented in today's film. And day and age. So my question is, with the blocky Mario in the 90s, did we have any plush toys or other types of um, merch that would represent what he looked like? Because I'd like to know how Mario has progressed over time with his look. The funny thing is, he hasn't changed too much. Yeah, they've kept... Have they kept it 
uh, traditional to yes. his original yes. sort of design. Yes. Um, the animation show in the late 80s, early 90s, that's what this version is really based on. Now, whether or not... I don't think you could have done that with the blocky version, but I think that was their intent going... Mm. This is what we can do, but we want him to look like this. Yeah, it was in your imagination. And I think once they released the toys and the images of him, then people that had played the game with the blocky character were like, ah, okay, that's what he looks like, you know? Yes, I do agree with that. <laughs> yeah, cool. All right, so in terms of our listeners, um, I'm going to ask you to rate a couple of different things here. Go. Super Mario Brothers: The Game, number one out of ten. What do you give it? I give it a five. Okay. Game number two? Six. Game number three. Three and the subsequent games up until the N64, I put in between the seven to not, uh, eight mark. Wow. Okay. That's done well. All right. Now, the 1993 movie. I'd put that as a five as well. I put it in the middle. Yeah, There's, I agree. It, it's one thing I will give that movie credit for was the cast. Everyone that, even my father, we put that movie on for my father, Jay. He loved it. He loved Bob, especially as Mario. And he said that's what makes the movie work. It's yeah, it that, did. It did. But you can tell now there were issues behind the scenes. I don't blame the actors. I heard a story. Say, the actors actually said they had to be drunk on the set most of the time oh, to get, get through the day. And I went, oh, God, that's not a good sign. But you don't see that on the screen. Mm, that's good. They work. Okay. It wasn't, their, it wasn't their fault that what was not working. So, yeah, I'd give it a 5 out of 10. I really would. What about you? So first the, couple of games as well as the '93 yeah, all, movie. I think the, the, all the games uh, one, two, uh, three. I look. I haven't played number three. I've played one and two. So um, game number one, I'll give it a six. Game number two, probably a seven. Um, movie from '93, I'm going to give that a five and a half. Okay, cool, cool. What about the 2023 movie? How do we go? Folks, this is definitely more a kid's film, but I guarantee you there are moments in there you will enjoy yourselves if you grew up with these characters. Seven and a half. Oh, wow. Good score. I was going to say six for me, but um, I certainly can understand how you gave it that score. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's a good, fun-filled movie. It's not negative. There's a lot of funny things. A lot of, like Jay said, there's frozen nods and a few other modern things in there but it was the 80s stuff that won me over and the music especially so that's why i got a seven and a half out of me all right folks i think we've definitely covered everything we want to cover this week so i hope you've enjoyed this episode of this week and coming to you live from location yes in the car park outside the cinema where we've just freshly watched 2023 Super Mario Brothers movie. Highly recommend. And I thought we'd get in the car and have a quick chat about it while it's fresh on our mind and hence this episode. I just hope seven people get to see it before the school holidays ends. I don't know when and how some people will be able to see it or when this episode will play. But it's definitely one that uh, is worth seeing at the big screen. I stand by that. All right. uh, This is Jay. And I'm Ben. And signing out for Retro Guardians this week. Have a good one. Retro Guardians.